Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Going in Circles podcast. Today's guest is Kim Weir of the TRF, and she's going to be talking about the uh, the TRF's Lowell Facilities 20th Anniversary Horse Show on Thursday night, and it's a uh, it's really a great program. It helps rehabilitate both horses and people, um, and she's going to be with us in just a few minutes to talk about it. Be back in a second. Hey, Kim. Hey there. How are you, friend? It's nice to have you on. Well, you're so kind to let me grace your airwaves. Uh, Anything for you guys. (laughs) Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So you're having uh, a 20th anniversary horse show here on Thursday. It is true. We have quite, quite something to celebrate. In this world, we need to find things to celebrate, and we are doing just that. Because countless people, many dedicated souls have made this program in Ocala, Florida happen for 20 years. And we are marking that milestone on Thursday and we're inviting everyone to the party. Well, that sounds great. And um, it's hard to believe it's, it's 20 years already. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is amazing. It is amazing, this organization. I just cannot get over and I can't even express how many individuals have, have made that so, because we all know in our lives, like whatever, whatever we're up against, whatever we're trying to accomplish, you know, it takes countless people to get anything done, but to get something done that was created out of thin air, which as this program was 20 years ago, and the idea of putting horses in a prison in Ocala, there are just amazing folks. We're going to be celebrating a few of the specific individuals. And, and just because you have such a, a good long history of, of this industry, uh, Chuck, I'll mention too, that I wish I could spend the whole, the whole show talking about on Thursday, but it is uh, Dick Hancock and Linda Miller who have, have now passed, but their legacy is the TRF Second Chances Program at Lowell. And um, we'll be recognizing them and their, their families. We want them to know that we appreciate that those two people among many, many um, made this thing happen. And it's still happening. And every single day, like while you and I are talking right now, the program is happening. It's, it's a living, breathing thing that, um, that is really quite extra- extraordinary. It really is. No, that, it's great. And, and I know that um, you, know, you guys have made a lot of progress course there's you know it's like a never-ending battle and that there's always going to be so many um horses that that need a place to go after you know racing um that um you know it's it's, it's something that you know you, we're never going to solve the problem but we just have to uh you know create as many of these facilities and uh, situations that you guys are doing to uh, to help mitigate the, the issue yeah, it is. And I think it's a, it's a systemic solution, right? There's not one magic silver bullet. Most, most complex problems or challenges don't have an easy answer. And this one doesn't because it is, as you say, it's evergreen. There will be every day horses retiring from their racing careers and every one of them deserves to be cared for and deserves to be you know, triaged properly to where their next spot should be. But but the more we work together and folks like you who give us the chance to share these stories and to talk about what we do, the more we do it, all of us together are the solution. Like we know that we know the challenge, which is to make sure they're all taken care of. And we know that the solution lies in everybody doing their part. Um, I was just on with our friend Steve Bick this morning, and he was chatting with one of the winners of the retired race horse project that just wrapped up this weekend. 
you know, that was a great segue because he's talking to someone who's got a, a six-year-old off the track who just won this awesome competition is going to be a field hunter for the next 20 years. So that horse is all set. He is good to go. Um, and then he had me on to talk about the ones that may not have that opportunity. But, you know, if they come to us and they come to Lowell, they are going to be loved every day. They're going to be cared for every day. And they're also going to have a chance to do their job, which is to to make these women's futures brighter, which is which is no small thing. So it's pretty amazing what we can all do together. And and I'm awfully proud to be a part of it. And I'm it, grateful it, to you for telling us, <laughs> telling sure us about it. I mean, it, it is, um, I mean, you guys should be proud and you are doing a great service. And if you just look at the last, I don't know, maybe 20 years or so, the, the way thoroughbreds are viewed is changed and that they used to be kind of looked down as um, sport horses and uh, as crazy or you know, mm-hmm. untrainable or, or not uh, hardy enough. But I think that, the, you know, through the work of, of so many people um, and the retired racehorse project and, and these kind of initiatives and, and there's, there's little shows all over now. It's not just, um, you know, this one they have in Lexington is obviously the big one, mm-hmm. but, I mean, thoroughbreds have proven that they are quality horses in the sporting um, world and, you know, even just for trail horses, things like that. And um, I think that that's important that 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 distinction was made and and, and it didn't just happen. I mean, it was a lot of hard work and uh, I I don't even want to talk, you know, mention names because it's like you're always going to forget Yes, <laughs> it's dangerous, but, um, but uh, it's important to do because it, it has taken a lot of people. And, and that's where, you know, so countless, but we don't want them to be uncounted. You know, we don't want to list a zillion names and forget somebody. But we also want to recognize that it, it's, it's an extraordinary movement that has brought the, the thoroughbred back into popularity and recognized for the, the extraordinary athletes they are. Um, and yeah, RRP is doing a really, really great job of that. I have to say another cool thing that happened this weekend is we're all following all the all the horsey things in this time of year is it's horsey season. October is like the best month to do horse things because it's cool and the horses love it. But this was also the first ever, yeah, the first ever five-star three-day event at Fair Hill. I don't know if you followed that at all, Chuck, but um, they had a that that's been two years in the making. And then of course it was supposed to be in 2020. So it didn't happen just like RRP, it came back probably bigger than ever with this first debut five-star. Um, and I was tracking the thoroughbreds that were in that. There's a really cool horse named Sea of Clouds that was uh, once upon a time um, in the Graham Motion barn. And um, he came in, I think, ninth. And he was like the highest place thoroughbred. But he was a thoroughbred in a five-star three-day event. You know, they can do it. They just need the opportunity. <laughs> sure. That's 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 100% true. And uh, I'm glad that... Um you know, that, that people are finally seeing the light and, and obviously, you know, the stuff that you guys do is, is important as well. And that there are horses that just physically aren't going to be able to do that. And, and they need a place to go to and, and, uh, you know, places like Lowell, which I can't, you know, Alex said, it's hard to believe it's 20 years already, but, um, you know, and it's great that you're, you're honoring, uh, Mr. Hancock and, and, and Linda Miller and, and her family. Uh, I used to train for them and I mean, <gasps> oh. they are just, uh, you know, the best people that you want, ever want to meet, just, you know, salt of the earth and, and just uh, real, true horsemen, horse, horse oh. people. They're, they're really, you know, great people. And then Mrs. Miller was, was uh, 
one of the nicest persons you're ever going to meet as well as you know being a, a fine horsewoman but uh it, I'm, I'm, i think it's great that uh you know you're going to honor them and um you have uh, a link right uh, this this starts on thursday at 8 p.m so um there's no it's free to attend you just have to uh, rsvp and and you'll get a link and you would go to the trfinc.org website and there's uh you know click on the lowell event and, and that'll get you there right uh-oh we may have lost her We will take a quick break and see if we can find her back. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chuck. I never, I never, I never mean to stop. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, this, this happens uh, on occasion, but um, no worries. Uh, we, I was actually going into a little bit of a spiel telling people where they can um, find the event uh, online at uh, your website on trfinc.org. Uh, and there's a pop-up, so as soon as you go to the website, um, you'll be able to click on and, and uh, RSVP, and then you'll get the link. Is that correct? That is perfect. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you for doing it twice. <laughs> the, the beauty is that um, um, it's that easy. Anyone with a connected advice on planet Earth can just click the button and watch, and there's that's it. Um, if they'd like to do the RSVP, we love that. We've actually have over 200 people have already RSVP'd that I'll be sending the link to on Thursday at about seven, just because we all know that we get busy and then we forget these things. But it takes it takes nothing but a click and a little internet, and you can sit wherever you are and watch and um our little tagline is you're going to see it you're going to hear it and you're going to feel it which is that's just the real magic um because that's the part it's hard for me or you to describe is when these individuals talk about what the program is meaning to them today while they are incarcerated how it is giving them hope and lifting their spirits and proving to them that they are capable of of being a better person. It's actually what horses do every day when we look them in the eye and they expect the best of us. <laughs> they they, they uh, make us better people, don't they, Chuck? I'm guessing you've seen that look in that eye many, many, many times. <laughs> I got to tell you, I like horses better than most people. <laughs> it's oh. uh, just, you know, just the way it is. But um, horses are, are really great. And, and I think one of the, you know, huge benefits of this program is that, you know, you're not just finding a place for horses to live out the rest of their days you're, you're also uh helping people and helping to rehabilitate people and um you know to, to to give them a uh you know not just the emotional attachment and and uh you know the the sense of of purpose but you're you're also potentially giving them a career because horses are everywhere and um you know people are i, I know that uh most horse businesses are looking for for help just like seemingly everyone else in the world is looking for help. But, uh, you know, you give a person skills and they can use those skills to to make a living and then and, and make a living doing something that um, that they enjoy. And we all know that people, uh, not everyone who, who winds up in a facility like Lowell is a quote unquote bad person. A lot of times there are people just that wind up in bad situations and the one thing that uh, we can offer them with programs like this is 
a chance to get into a much better situation in that um, there aren't a whole lot of horse job opportunities that are located in uh, areas that, uh, um, you know, how to say this properly. It, it's just, it's you're, you're way better off being at a farm or yep. being at a ranch or, or a place where there's horses because that's the focus and, and, uh, you know, you're just allowing people to, to, to rebuild their lives and, and giving horses a chance to, you know, to, to find a place for them to live their life. And I mean, I just don't know how people you know, wouldn't be supportive of that. Yeah, no, it is. It's kind of, I, I, you know, you and I are, neither of us are usually at a loss for words, but I, I kind of love listening to you grasping for the words to try to describe this thing that we, we feel we know. We, we who have worked with horses are lucky and fortunate because we know we know what it does. We know we know how it restores your sense. And I do think some of it's just the simple physicality of it, of being outdoors in the air, whether it's cold, whether it's rainy, whether it's hot, uh, lifting hay bales, cleaning stalls, grooming, cleaning hooves. There's simple, simple satisfaction in doing work like that. Um, and it's sort of been, it's you know, not to go waxing poetic or philosophical, but in our world, many of us have less and less opportunity to do those kinds of things that, that are just sort of fundamentally fulfilling to like the human body and soul, if I dare say. Um, and that's what happens to a lot of these folks. You're right. They find themselves in bad spots and they've never had that experience of feeling the satisfaction of knowing I took care of that horse. I'll give you a little anecdote just to stop sounding like I'm, you know, I don't know, <laughs> being, a, being, a, being a dreamer here. But I was just in Kentucky for two weeks um, and I took several groups to visit our Second Chances program at Blackburn in Lexington, which is also, I just celebrated its 20th anniversary a couple years ago. And um, so I got to bring people to the program actually into the prison, exactly what we're doing via technology on Thursday, but in, I did it in person. And one of the best moments was was there's one particular horse, because you know thoroughbreds, they are always trying to hurt themselves. In this case, one of our horses had cut his knee um, in, a, in a trailer, actually, on his way to the farm. And it looked kind of like an innocuous little cut. It wasn't much of anything. And then four days later, the guys went to get him in the morning, and his knee was blown up to the size of, you know, like a grapefruit. The thing had had just actually gotten infected inside and it then turned into an abscess which just turned into a monster i mean you know how bad these things can get and it was in the knee joint so it was just a super bad spot on his uh, front left well what i was able to do is as, as, as gory as that whole situation was was to show the visitors this horse standing there with this incredibly big but well healed scar all around his knee and to let the guys talk about how they brought that horse through that and how they cared for him every day and they cleaned it and they put their hand up in this gnarly wound but they were so proud to have done it and there he was loving on them eating their peppermints um there's just nothing like that when you know that you did that and i had the chance to like let them tell that to people who can see the pride in their eyes and to see that sense of satisfaction it yeah you know, it is nothing short of magical but it, but the more we can show it and stop and less we talk about it <laughs> even though you and I like to talk the, the better and that's why i'm so grateful for this opportunity on thursday cuz showing is way better than telling when it comes to this kind of stuff that's always true um you also you know we want to make people aware that this stuff uh, unfortunately costs money and you guys are shooting for uh, a goal of how much for the, the rates for this 
Well, you know, you're wonderful. Thank you for always opening the door for me to talk about money because we all know they eat money for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what all horses do, including ours. So what we have done is sort of a two-part answer to your question, Chuck, because yes, we're always grateful for support for our work. This program on Thursday actually is a celebration of, of the fact that we have raised $50,000 already with this program through our amazing sponsors who are listed right there on the webpage. Um, platinum sponsors are the Hyder family and Dr. Nick Matinas. All of the sponsors are super important. But what they have done is they have sponsored this event, which is covering 50% of the operating costs of Lowell for the year. So. Mm -hmm. That is what we're selling. Another part of the celebration is celebrating that we've done that. Um, so that means that the event itself is not a fundraiser, but it is an invitation for folks to say, does this matter to them? Do they care? And do they want to join us as an ongoing supporter? Because Lord knows these expenses, like anything in horses, are just recurring. Um, so I want to thank our sponsors who have helped us get there to this goal. Our goal was 50000 and we are there. Um, and it is it is super important to think about that. Um, our partner at Lowell, which is super important as we come back to Mr. Hancock and Ms. Miller, those folks that have brought us here over 20 years are all Florida horsemen. They are all members of the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association. FTBOA has been the ultimate extraordinary partner for us over 20 years. And they have carried the water on this program, feeding those horses, covering I think we lost Kim again. <laughs> we will take another break. We'll be back in just a second. Oh, this you you get the gold star for putting up with me three times in one day, Chuck. This is no, just... no, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, I'm, um... Hey, listen, everybody complains that my 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 um, podcasts are too long without any breaks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you produced <laughs> you produced some breaks for us so hey. <laughs> well you were you were very patient with me i'm i'm sorry i don't usually fumble the tech but i did today <laughs> oh no you're fine oh but anyway i do say thank you for opening the door to talk a little bit about money because we have been supported for so long by the florida thoroughbred community um and we just want to come in the eye one of them in the eye and say thank you thank you thank you including folks who are supporting Today, um, just not to go too down a rabbit hole here, but do recognize for you, Chuck, as you know all these players, the Florida Thoroughbred Charities, which is managed by the FTBOA, they are the group that has taken in the funds from the Florida community and directed to Lowell. Still today, in fact, they just had their big fundraiser a week or so ago, the big golf tournament, and it raised, you know, $40,000, I think, in that necessarily go to Lowell, but we are one of the charities supported by the Florida Thoroughbred Charity. So it's a little bit of an indirect path for some of those dollars, but they do arrive at Lowell. So if you're hearing this and you're one of those supporters, please know, I may not know you personally, but we know that the Florida community has been supporting the program for decades. But with Thursday is our chance to really take that spotlight and shine it brightly so that it's not just Florida who sees what's happening there. And it's the whole United States, possibly the can join us if what we're doing matters. So it's a really exciting milestone. Um, and it does all come back down to the fact that these horses need, need us to care for them for a long, long time. And we have an old bunch at Lowell. We have some famous ones at Lowell. You probably know, you know all these horses so well, Chuck. We've got uh, Shake You Down. We have Forbidden Apple, um, Hemingway's Key. Those guys Wow, I was living in Ocala. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they were they were top horses. 
Yeah. And uh, Forbidden Apple, man, he's got to be pretty. He's got to be 20 years old, right? Oh, yeah. a lot. I mean, I'm guessing he's older. I can look him up yeah. right now on the face. But, um, you know, I had a neat story about, you know, I always worry because having, having dropped the tech a couple times, you may not want to keep going on. <laughs> but, but in the spirit of one little more story that I just heard yesterday, kind of thinking about a Hemingway's key or a um, forbidden apple, is that those horses really arrive with us. If they've had really successful careers, they are responsibly retired to us. And again, many of the Florida horsemen have done this. They've They've given their horses to the tariff with the dollars that we need to support them so that, you know, none of my donors out there who are giving $25 for a bale of hay, they're not going directly to Forbidden Apple because he earned enough money and he came with the money to support him. Um, Sure. But it's those that come to us through different, more difficult circumstances that we are raising money for. But there's a neat one where we just took a beautiful gray horse named Gray Vu, which is very hard to say. It's like Deja Vu, but it's gray. Job, okay. Boo. And I know the wonderful woman who owned and loved and raced uh, Gray Boo. But when this beautiful little gray horse finished its racing career, it, um, it was not able to pursue a second athletic career and became a perfect candidate for us. And she could not love this horse more. And she, in fact, responsibly retired um, her baby to our care. And this beautiful little gray is now living in Ocala. And I saw this woman yesterday. She is a really special person, but I didn't get permission to share her name. Um, But I will say that she told me, I saw the video, Kim. I saw the preview of the horse show. And it made me feel so good that my horse is helping those women feel better and be more hopeful about their lives. Like, it was such a cool sentiment. And and I, I would say that just, that just pulls, that pulls a lot of things together when you hear someone say that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is uh, a lot of this is, is done out of, um, for lack of a better word, love love the horses and and making mm-hmm. sure that uh, you know they have a, a forever home. And that that's in the end that that's really uh, you know the key to to this whole venture is is that people care enough about the horses to. Uh, to make sure that they have a place to go and they're properly cared for. And like you said, all, all the ancillary benefits for the, the prisoners. And it's just a, it's just a great thing. There's really no, no downside to it. Well, I, I do. I know you care. I hear, I hear it in your voice and it was fun seeing it in your eyes yesterday here in Saratoga, by the way, how fun to actually get to bump into you, even, in, even now that the racing season has done. So thank uh, you. For... I, I was, I was proud of myself <laughs> that I went to a horse sale and I didn't buy a horse. So. <laughs> <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. I wound up with buying a horse and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> but uh, no, it was great to see you. And, and uh, that sale was, it seemed like it was well attended and, uh, you know, of course, Fazek Tipton always puts on a, an excellent presentation, a great show, but uh, it was a little cooler than uh, I usually generally yes. like it. But yeah, uh, you, you did. You looked, I mean, you look, you look, you look good, but you look like you were in more Florida gear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I came here in August. I don't have any summer, all I have is summer clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I had was that stupid rain jacket (laughs) it changed overnight i mean i sat my description of yesterday was it was like going to the paddock bar but everybody was wearing a down coat (laughs) yeah it it really did i mean it it got cold but you know it's it's hey it's almost november so yeah yeah it's beautiful it actually is beautiful it's just chilly (laughs) yeah uh listen kim it was great to catch up and uh, hopefully this is uh it sounds like it's going to be a big success and for everyone to check out the 
trfinc.org website and you can click on and, and get right to right to the little presentation that's going to be Thursday night, 8 o'clock. And again, next time you have something, just give us a call and uh, we'll be, be glad to try to spread the word. Oh, Chuck, thank you so very much. And I hope uh, hope you'll be joining us Thursday. If you do, be sure to like um, comment. Let me know that you're watching because we had last I, year. I will. Yeah, and let me just, just one little quick thing. Um, yeah. If someone can't make it, yeah, is there going to be a, a replay or something, a link on the, the website? Absolutely. Yeah, because we do know folks are, folks are busy. Last year when we did this, everybody was locked in their houses and they had nothing else to do. <laughs> Happily, that's True. not the case anymore. So the good news is that if you can't make it at 8 o'clock and enjoy the live event experience, um, as soon as the show is over, um, it will live forever for um, watch on demand viewing right there on our YouTube channel. So the same link, everything will be the same, even if you go an hour, well, two hours later, it'll be there. So thank you for pointing that out. It is it is not going to disappear, <laughs> unlike uh, events that you go to. Once they're over, they're over. This one can live forever, and um, we're very glad about that. All right, great. That's that's great, Kim, and we appreciate uh, all the hard work you do for for all the horses and uh, you and everybody and the staff and at the TRF. And uh, like I said, continued success. Thank you, Chuck. Take care. Bye now. All right. Bye bye.